Welcome to the Companion Chapel. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Monday, February 15th, 221. It's the dead of winter, and it's snowy cold. So cold and snowy that me and my little doggie, my beloved Papillon, Lana Del Rey, found ourselves snowed in, low on water, out of firewood and propane. We turned to the Lord in prayer, and the Holy Spirit directed me to call my best friend in the area for help. He's a local celebrity, voted mayor for life of the West Side Sogging Bluffs, possibly soon to be knighted by the Queen herself, Sir Barty. Sir Barty showed up in his tractor with his snowblower, called me a few names unsuitable for this radio show, guzzled a beer, smoked a cigarette, and left a trail of perfectly snow-blown laneway. I appreciate it so much, you don't even know. Never take a good friend for granted is the divine lesson here. Now let's get down to business. The book of Isaiah, we're going to do chapter 35, maybe 36 and 37 today. The book of Isaiah, Isaiah meaning the salvation of Jehovah, prophecy that was written for today, written prophecy that is more relevant to these times right now than ever before. All God's prophecies occur and develop in preliminary and partial happenings, for example, to us before they lead up to and become fulfilled and permanent. Always remember Isaiah's voice and pen, but Jehovah's words. But first, please consider your part in the many-membered body of Christ. Help magnify and broadcast God's saving word. This podcast is only possible through your or donations, please give it up for God at companionchapel.com, Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, or e-transfer to email address companionchapel at gmail.com. You are encouraged to send your biblical questions or prayer requests to email address companionchapel at gmail.com or come by for a Bible study to number 338, side row 2829, RR5 Paisley. N-O-G-2-G-O, that's RR5 Paisley, Ontario, Canada. The phone number here is 509-706-8876. Now turn with me in your Bible space to Isaiah chapter 35. And chapter 35 is a continuation of chapter 34. And it should have just been there uh, as chapter 34, but let's just get over it. And uh, chapter 35, verse 1, a continuation of Edom, the Red Nations, the Communist Nations, and the Systems that they treat the people and how they conduct themselves on the world stage. God loves his children, but guarantees system failure of the red nations, and he will rejuvenate the place. So we have uh, the wilderness of the solitary place shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as a rose. What we're talking here is, uh, okay, the wilderness, the land of Edom uh, referred to in the last chapter, which is Rush, Russia, the red nations, uh, include China in that. Well, Edom becomes a waste, the land becomes a paradise. God rejuvenates it. And the way will return, a, a peaceful highway will be there. God is going to do a lot of excavating and there's going to be a lot of changes. He's going to turn this world back into a tropical paradise like it was before. Because we find tropical plants and tropical foliage up in the north, in the in the Arctic, beyond the Arctic Circle, when they drill for oil, they often bring up tropical foliage because the earth was quite different before the Ice Age. Um, we're talking here, uh, there's vengeance. God just is getting rid of the system thereof, system failure of the communist system, the way they oppress people, human rights and dignities and violations beyond measure, oppressions and censorships. Okay, the former, that portrays one aspect of it. And now we're going to get into the latter of it, the rejuvenation. The wilderness is glad for the removal of the system, uh, the Edomites, the communist system, of which removal the presence of the wild creatures was the token. That, that was the lesson there. And now, glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it, the excellency of Carmen and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. Go back to the last chapter. These are places surrounding Mount Zion. And when you look around, it's just going to be a nice place. It'll be like the Garden of Eden again. 
Strengthen ye the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. Yeah, the ways of the world will beat you up, don't you think? And God will be there to strengthen you. Always turn to God. God's arms are always stretched out as it's written. He'll never leave you or forsake you. But people leave or forsake God all the time. As soon as you have doubts, as soon as you question God, as soon as you lose your faith. For say to them that are of a faith, fearful heart, be strong, not fear. Fear not. God says fear not over and over in the Bible. What are you scared of? What are you worried about? Fear not those who can kill the body, your flesh body, but those who can kill your soul. That's the greatest thing to, to think about because it'll go like failure after failure, disappointment after disappointment, putting expectations on people and things and money to make you happy and feel fulfilled. They will never fulfill you. Those things will never truly love you back. There's only one you can trust and one you can truly love who has been consistent since the beginning now and forever and that's your lord jesus christ behold your god will come with vengeance even god with a recompense he will come and save you then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped then shall the lame man leap as the heart and the tongue of the dumb singing in the wilderness shall waters break out and streams in the desert this is the rejuvenation we're talking about the lord's day here your god will come with vengeance the vengeance isn't to us Overcomers, believers, people with faith. Vengeance is to those who think they can, who've compromised with evil their whole lives and think that they, that they judge themselves as good people. And then they come up to the kingdom of heaven and, and the God's there or the Lord's there, your maker's there. And he says, no, you can't come in because he will not accommodate evil. He will not accommodate the things, the ways of the world and the things of Again, anxiety, worry, disappointment in others, blame, regret, just the vain emotions. You can't carry any of this stuff into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus Christ had none of these things on the cross. He made it very clear. He did not compromise with evil, jealousy, discontent, resent, covetousness, you know, insecurity, possessiveness, having entitlement, thinking you're better than other people, and you can't buy your way into heaven either. So just remember those things. God will come with vengeance against those things. So don't be carrying those things. Or you're going to be, it'll feel like you're getting beat up and you're just beating yourself up because you can't let go of those things. You have to let go of everything. You have to humble in all humility as our Lord Jesus Christ did. Seven, and the parched ground shall become a pool and the thirsty land spring of water and the habitations of dragons. It's not dragons, man. This isn't dungeons and dragons. This isn't some fantasy. These are realities. Dragons is like hyenas where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes. It's a safe place. It has a safe highway. We have a safe way through. And a highway shall be there. Yeah, I spoke too soon. And a way it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. If you're carrying those things that I just listed, no, you can't come over here. Lazarus and the rich man, Luke chapter 16. Look at that. Look at the arrogance of the rich man. Look at the evil of the rich man. And poor Lazarus sitting there. The rich man is in hell, and he still is trying to boss around. He's trying to boss around uh, poor Lazarus there. Go get me a drink of water. And then he's trying to boss around Abraham, saying, get him to come down here and, and show himself to my brothers. He's, he's, he just can't get over himself. That's egotism, and those things can't get in. And that's why the unclean shall not pass over. It's a great gulf. But it shall be for those, the wayfaring man, the fools shall not err in them. Fools can't come in. That's what that means. They can't just, oh, just, you know, go astray and end up in the kingdom of heaven. There's no way. No trespassing. Okay. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall go upon there. 
it shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. Who's the redeemed? Redeemed by who? Redeemed by the kinsman redeemer himself, our Lord Jesus Christ. For those who rejected Christ with their own vain conspiracy theories and, and doubts and mockers and scoffers, no trespassing. And we don't feel good about that. We want you to let it go. We're not going to be sitting on the heaven side going, yeah, yeah, you, no trespassing, get lost, you dirty. No, we're going to be going, let go of it, man. We love you but we don't love what you're doing, what you're thinking, and what you're intending to do. You have to let go of those things because look what it's done to the planet. Look what money's done to the planet. Look what all the egotism has done to the planet. Selfish. Um, just, just selfish. And we're talking gluttony and greed, wrath, envy, and pride. All the trademarks of evil. Let's go, let's go ahead here. 10. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs. We're going to be happy. You, see, you don't sing when you're not happy. You sing when you're happy. And everlasting joy upon their heads. Uh, we have the veil of Christ and hedge of God around us, saturated by the Holy Spirit. They shall obtain joy and gladness. And sorrow and sighing shall flee away. And God shall wipe away all tears. Let's go. Okay, so that's God is going to restore areas of the planet that he's made a wilderness. It's made it safe from Mother Earth so that, you know, Satan and his ways can destroy the whole planet. He's made an absolute chemical toilet he's made a sewer out of huge chunks of planet earth and that's all because he is the great instigator of uh, all the evil in the world that comes from the human heart 36 chapter 36 now it came to pass okay we're getting into historic events but these are prophecies for today as i say in the beginning of every podcast all god's prophecies occur and develop in preliminary and partial these things happen then for examples to us now as it's written in the book of corinthians and these things are coming up they're being fulfilled right now and permanent all around you these things are coming to pass so just pay attention to these aren't just bible stories that god didn't have words to waste it's, uh, 36 verse 1. Now it came to pass in the 14th year of King Hezekiah that Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came up against all the defense cities of Judah and took them. And the king of Assyria sent Rabshakeh from Lashings to Jerusalem unto King Hezekiah with a great army. And he stood by the conduit of the upper pool and the highway of the fuller's field. This guy was standing there and he just thought he was all that. Like he's got this huge army behind him. They've taken tons of, they've taken lots of the cities around of jerusalem that belonged to king hezekiah and king hezekiah is surrounded and this guy's right there at the pool of the fuller's field and if you ever bring up a picture of solomon's temple you can see where this is how close he was to the king's house himself uh three then came forth unto him alakim hezekiah's son which was over the house of hezekiah and sheba the scribe that's hezekiah's scribe and Joah Aspis son, the recorder. Now these are the people, these are um, uh, Hezekiah's inner circle. These are his, like his generals or his, these are the people that he trusts, okay, to go out there and let's deal with this, uh, this bully Rabshakeh, okay, for, and Rabshakeh said unto them, now he's given a message, say ye now to Hezekiah, Thus saith the great king of Assyria. We know who the king of Assyria is now. It's Satan himself. Uh, Daniel chapter 14 is the glossary for that. What confidence is this wherein thou trusted? Okay, this guy is really going to rattle these guys' chain. Okay, He's, He wants them to surrender. I say, sayest thou, but they are but vain words. I have counsel and strength for war. Now on. Whom dost thou trust that thou rebellest against me? He's saying, you guys, you guys are surrounded, and where are you going to turn to? 
Lo, thou trustest in the staff of this broken reed on Egypt, whereon if a man lean it, will go into his hand and pierce it. So is Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to all that trust in him. He's saying, you guys have turned to Egypt before, and it's, it, 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 don't think about doing that again, because the Egypt's weak. And if you lean on them, it'll be like leaning on, you know, a walking stick. And here it says a reed, and it's going to break, and it's even going to, it's going to hurt you. So he's saying, don't, you can't trust that guy. Don't, don't even think about going to that guy. Seven. But if thou say to me, we trust in the Lord our God, it is not he whose high places and whose whose altars Hezekiah hath taken away and said to Judah and Jerusalem, you shall worship before this altar. That's a big deal. This verse, like it's tough in the English the way it's translated, but this is what Rebekah is saying, that Hezekiah and his trust in the Lord were no match for his army. Like he's he's totally dissing God and, and dissing Hezekiah in front of all his people that are listening here. Uh, Rebekah is saying, we took down your altars to God in your surrounding defense cities, and now we're going to take down, we're going to take Jerusalem. Like, your God didn't do nothing. And this is the Lord God, Yahweh, that, we, that we're talking about here. So he's really pushing it. Eight, now, therefore give pledges, I pray thee, to my master, the king of Assyria, and I will give thee 2,000 horses, if thou be able to part if thou, on thou part, can set riders on them, like, I'll give you so much, I don't even think you have 2,000 people in there to, uh, in your, in the surrounded city of Jerusalem to sit on these horses. Like, yeah, you're going to come join us. You're going to pay us. We're going to, we're extorting you right now. And we're going to take your stuff, man. Like, uh, you may as well just surrender. Nine. How then will thou turn away the face of one captain of at least of my servants and put trust on Egypt, on Egypt for chariots and for horsemen? So what he's saying here is Rebekah, or what's his name again? Reb, Rebshika. Rebshika saying, even one of my tin soldiers is better than the whole Egyptian army. Uh, he's really kicking it on, man. This guy is a total thug mouthpiece. Ten. And and am I now come up with the oath the Lord against this land to destroy it? The Lord said unto me, go up against this land and destroy it. Blasphemy. Eleven. Then said Elikim, and Shebna and Joah unto Rabshakeh, speak, I pray thee, unto thy servants in the Syrian language, for we understand it. And speak not unto us in the Jews' language, in the ears of the people that are on the wall. These people on the wall were the military lookouts for, um, Jeru for, for Jerusalem, for King Hezekiah. Like, he's under siege here. Like, this is an oppressive army. They've taken the cities around, defense cities around Jerusalem that belong to Judah. And now he's really trapped in here. They were surrounded. So obviously on the wall of this walled city, Jerusalem, they had lookouts. And these, these lookouts were listening. And they're asking, uh, don't tell these guys this. Hezekiah's guys are saying that. But uh, Reb Shekha said, Hath my master sent me to thy master and to thee to speak these words hath he not sent me to the men that sit upon the wall that they may eat their own dung and drink their own piss with you whoa let me tell you something this is what this must be saying we got you surrounded and we will starve you out altogether until you are reduced to these survival extremities listen true christian people often feel surrounded by the ways of the world the tempting ways of the world the things of the world First Corinthians, or in the book of Corinthians, God says, God, I will always give you a way out. You might not like the way out, 
but you have to pray to God. What's the way out of this? You have to humble yourself in all humility. You have to submit yourself with unquestioned obedience to the Lord. And God will give you a way out. Because when you think you have a way out, it's just going to make failure, disappointment, failure, disappointment, mortification of the soul. Blame, blame, blame. Looking around, pointing fingers, hate, you name it. All the vain emotions will come up in you. Turn to the Lord. He'll get you out of it. Then Rabshakeh stood and cried with a loud voice in the Jews' language and said, Hear ye the words of the great king, the king of Assyria. And we know from Daniel chapter 14, this is in the prophetic sense, Satan himself, who has the whole world surrounded right now. He's the prince of the air. And the air means all-encompassing of life. And you have the opportunity for protection. Jesus Christ in Luke chapter 10 said, I give you power over demons, devils, evil spirits. And you can say the prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, I pray by the by your authority that you have so graciously bestowed upon me, I rebuke all Satan, everything of Satan, Satan, demons, devils, evil spirits, all powers and principalities of Satan, everything that is corrupt to you, my Lord, everything that offends you, my Lord, everything of the darkness, my Lord, I rebuke from inside me and all around me, and I pray for your love to come into my heart. I pray for the veil of Christ and hedge of God to saturate into me and all around saturate me with the Holy Spirit. Please protect me. Please keep me from offenses. You can pray that Jesus Christ gave us that power and this grace personified. That's grace amplified. All right. Then, okay, so King of Assyria 14. Thus saith the king, Let not Hezekiah deceive you, for he shall not be able to deliver you. Wow, he's uh, no different today. We hear that all the time when people get into trouble and they say, Where's your God now? Where's Jesus Christ now? You know, you just lost your job. Why would Jesus let that happen? You're going to get mocked constantly. God will give you a way out. Don't worry about it. 15. Neither let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord, saying, The Lord will surely deliver us. The city shall not be delivered unto the hand of the king of Assyria. And what's being said prophetically here is, people will say it to you all the time. Say, just, just, just conform with, with the way things are. Just conform with the ways of the world, and you'll be better. Like, why can't you just conform, Michael? It's just like, because I know there's something morally, ethically, socially corrupt about it. That's why. So I choose to live in grinding poverty and teach the Bible. And I've never been happier in my life. I never worry about anything. Okay? So these people are, this guy is saying, uh, you don't trust the Lord, trust in us. Trust in me. I'm Satan. I, I come in peacefully and prosperously. I'll, I'll make sure you got a chicken in your pot every single night. Yeah, right. Okay, 16. Hearken not to Hezekiah. This is what Rebekah is saying, or Rebshikah. To all the people that are listening on the wall, and he's trying to get this message through, and, he's, and this message will get straight to Hezekiah, King Hezekiah himself. Hearken not to Hezekiah, for thus saith the king of Assyria, Make an agreement with me by a present, and come out to me, and eat ye every one of his vine, and every one of his fig tree, and drink you every one of the waters of his own cistern. That's ways and things of the world. You know what? Make the present to him. A lot of people do that every day. Prophetically speaking, again, just conform. And uh, and if you want to have it easy way, accept the mark of the beast. Like, what were we talking about here? We're talking about just, he's saying here, just give me a present. Just put yourself in, in grinding usury, where you're paying so much interest on that place of yours that, you know, it's not really your place. It's the banks. It's the world banks. You're part of the system. You're part of usury. You're bound by extremely high food prices. You're bound by... I've poisoned out like a corrupt food source. Our food supply, our food chain is all GMO now. Like, do you really think mankind knows better than God? Look what they've done to the planet. 
Are you kidding me? Now they've released a virus and they're trying to say, well, that came from the COVID-19 virus. The World Health Organization actually had the jam to say this. There's three possibilities that uh, uh, we don't think it got released from a lab, which it did. Everybody knows that. Any, any thinking person got released from a Chinese lab. Then they actually had the jam to tell us. The audacity to say the COVID-19 virus that uh, could have come been imported to China in frozen food. What are you saying? That's okay. Canada sent some McCain super fries over there and it had the COVID-19 virus in it. What are you guys having super fries with bat soup and oh, COVID-19 on the super fries. McCain super fries is guilty. Okay. Yeah, right. Give me a break. Let's have some critical thinking here. Let's think here. Conforming to the ways of the world. That's what they're saying here. Give me a present. As soon as you conform to the ways of the world, you are you are Satan's present. Until I come and take away. Now listen, you have to obey civil law. Or you're going to have your butt in jail. And, and don't you think otherwise. You can't serve God in jail like you can out here. I should know. 17. Until I come and take you away to the land like your own, a land of corn and wine and bread and vineyards. Okay, he's really, you know, come on, you guys, let's do this. Let's just conform here. Okay, this is prophetically speaking. This is Satan coming in peacefully and prosperously. Come on, you guys, just conform. Just get this vaccine. You can trust me. It's RNA. RNA is the formant for your DNA, but we wouldn't mess with it for any social uh, engineering. Okay, okay, I'm getting off track here. 18. Beware, lest Hezekiah persuade you, saying, The Lord will deliver us. Whoa, dude, blasphemy. Hath any of the gods of the nations delivered his land out of the hand of the king of Assyria? Where are the gods of Hamath and Arphad? Where are the gods of Sepharvim? And have they delivered Samaria out of my hand? Who are they among all the gods of these lands that have delivered their land out of my hand and the Lord should deliver Jerusalem out of my hand? Question. Like, what, do you think your God is better than these gods? Well, we know our God is the only living God. And those gods are made nothing but wood and and just fantasies. And people's gods today, generally I've noticed in my 53 years, people's gods are themselves. They make up what they believe in. That's their religion. Every human being is religious. Every human being believes in something. And most people believe in themselves. They think they got it all worked out. They think, you know, I know, I know better. You have your religion. I have my religion. Why don't you write your own Bible then? Write your own Bible. See how many people read it 2,000 years later. None. Okay. 20, verse 20. Who are they among all the gods? Okay, I read that. 21. But they held their peace and answered him not a word. For the king's commandment was saying, answer him not. Okay, so be quiet. They obeyed the king. That's good. Obey civil law. You know, don't run your mouth when you shouldn't. Um... Let's just keep talking about what the Assyrian king here is trying to do and how how it's uh, how this is for today, how this applies today. People mock us in a million different ways for, for having faith and waiting and trusting the Lord. Like, where is your God now? That's Where do you hear that all the time? Like, if, if you had a God, why don't you have six cars and a ten-bedroom house and seven girlfriends on speed dial, like in a pool in the back, perfect teeth? Why, why don't you have that? If it, Where's your God? Oh, my God's not out of the material world. Those, those things don't mean anything. They, they don't add up to anything. Our treasures are in heaven. It's eternal life. We, we humble in all humility. Like, the ways and things of the world, 
which just lets you down. You'll never be satisfied. You'll always want more. You'll want a better house. You want a prettier wife. You want more cars. The cars that you have in a few years are just gonna be a joke anyway. Like the one I bought a bunch of years ago. It's just like, oh, I had to have it. I had to have it. I was all about myself, and I admit it. I should have humbled, said my prayers, but I didn't. So I'm stuck with an old Cadillac Escalade. That's that. It, basically, I need the Exxon Valdez following it around to keep the gas tank full. And yeah, I, I should have known. It's a joke. It's sitting out in the field. I don't even know if it'll start. And that's right. That's the material thing. So they'll never love you back. They'll just end up being a joke. Only Jesus Christ will love you back. And just remember, you have to give it up for God because God gives a lot of people a lot of things. And then he wants to see what you're going to do with it. You're going to take credit for it for yourself. You're going to say, yeah, this is my stuff. This is mine. I earned it. Watch what happens. You'll never have inner peace, no matter what facade you put on on the outside. And what's being said here is, yeah, we wait for God in all humbleness. We don't care. We, we're fed with the bread of life, and we quench our thirst with the living waters. And that means that we don't hunger or thirst after the things or ways of the world. Because they don't mean anything to us. I don't want anything. I just want to teach the Bible. I just want to have a great broadcasting center and teach the Bible. And I want people to be part of it. And if you want to be part of it, say your prayers, take it up with Christ, because it's not my church. The Companion Chapel doesn't belong to me. It belongs to Jesus Christ. And my part is teaching the Bible. And I've just had it with trying to do all the other stuff that... It's not my job. It's not my gift to run the church. If you want to run the church and have me as your uh, dude that can teach the Bible, no problem. That's my that's my calling, and I'm doing it. But I'm waiting for people to help out with this church, Companion Chapel, any way you can help out. It's doing your gift from God. Remember, it's not a gift. It's not a talent if you don't use it. 19. Where are all the gods? Okay, but they held their peace and answered. 22. Then came Alakim, the son of Hilkiah, that was over the household, and Shebas, the scribe and the recorder, and the son of Asaph, the recorder, to Hezekiah, with their clothes rent, and told him the words of Repshikah. Okay, these are prophetically historical things that happen in Second Kings chapter 18, and they're prophetically now, and yeah, I think it'd be cool if you if you want to be like hardcore into the drama to walk in and just start Hulk Hoganing your clothes off, like that'd be awesome. So they're really like emotional about it. And what time we got here? Okay, we're going to do the next podcast, uh, chapter 37 in the next podcast, coming right up. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you're enjoying the book of Isaiah. I love you. I might not love what you're doing, but I love you to pieces. I love you enough that I want to teach the Bible. Help broadcast this word. Help magnify God's word by supporting the podcast in any way. Even coming out here to labor a bit. Help me out with this place. I'm telling you, it's freezing cold. I have no electricity, no running water. If you can help out with that, that'd be just the greatest thing. That gives me more time to study and broadcast. And please support this podcast by at least sharing it and promoting it i want to thank you very much for listening have a great day and bye for now